Welcome everyone back to The Lockup, bringing you into the ring of combat sports. I am your host, Dylan Reynolds, normally joined by my cornerman, Dane Clark, but he is out for today. We have a good, quick, uh, concise show for you. Uh, There's a lot of good discussion that I I do really wish Dane was here uh, as another point of view on this, Um, but I still think that we'll be able to carry the top story of the show uh, pretty well with a really good conversation here. So without further ado, let's get to the top of the show. Our first story for today, I just want to give a quick shout out to the the Road 2 series that AEW usually does before every Dynamite, every big pay-per-view, every Battle of the Belts, every special event. Um, they had some, uh, in general, those are great. Um, a lot of these things, I don't know why they're not on TV, but I digress. Big Daddy Magic, Matt Menard cut one hell of a promo. Um, I mean, I feel like that is one of the top promos of the year and it instantly elevated the him and Angelo Parker into this new stratosphere. Parker also had a really good promo after him, um, but like Matt Menard was the standout of this episode of Road to this feud. I mean, 2.0, ever since I first started really getting into them as Ever Rise and NXT, I mean, I thought they were great, great promos, but some of the stuff they've been doing has just been, you know, next level. And this promo is one of the things. I mean, he talks about how he is missing his child's first steps and how he got the pictures and everything like that of his his kid getting having their first steps and then how all of this week his wife has basically been asking him, why are you doing this? Like, please don't do this blood and guts match. And, of course, we saw he went through with it and that that's always the thing um I, this is getting off topic a little bit but that is always the thing that even before like i started training as a pro wrestler why i always had respect for pro wrestlers and hate the whole oh you know it's fake uh, that's a whole other conversation but like the just the fact that these guys you know especially pre-covid wwe schedule like i mean they were on the road almost 300 and like 300 days a year uh they're missing birthdays they're missing anniversaries they're missing uh births they're missing all these important life challenges and ultimately like i've i've talked about it a little bit on my channel but that was kind of the thing that i was confronted with when i stopped training is i was confronted with that reality of you're going to be on the road all the time you're going to be missing all these things you're going to be giving up time in order to chase a dream and that wasn't enough for me. And, you know, you see on the other side, and you see on the other hand with this promo for Matt Menard, this is why he did it. This is why he, he spent all this time on the indies. That's why he went through the turbulence of their time in NXT and then being released and not being sure if they were going to really get anywhere. Like, these guys are so incredibly talented. I mean, the the gimmick itself, I mean... 2.0 of course ever rise however you want to look at it like that gimmick and how they marketed themselves and went outside of the box of what wwe signed people are supposed to do of getting themselves over and getting themselves mentioned like it, i'm always respectful and astounded whenever people are able to find ways to keep themselves relevant and keep themselves 
keep reinventing themselves. You know, of course, they're in a faction with Chris Jericho, the king, in my opinion, of reinvention. Um, and again, as from 2.0 to being a part of the Jericho Appreciation Society, I mean, there's the trails, as, as you should, there's the trails of their former selves. But them as sports sports entertainers are so, so good. I, I love so, so much what they, you, you just got to get a taste. You got to get a taste, you know, uh, absolutely phenomenal three minute promo. Uh, I highly recommend go check out the road to seek out that promo. I mean, he's covered in blood. It's right after the blood and guts match. Like he's, he's going all in on basically saying I do this because of this. And he also ended up talking about how he tapped so that Eddie Kingston wouldn't get these satisfaction of making Chris Jericho tap this whole Jericho appreciation society story and everything like that, that took it to another level um, that helped maybe with some issues that they had, obviously with injuries of Santana and certain things like that. Um, it helped tell that story a little bit better, give some more insight. It doesn't completely change the story of what they did in the blood and guts match, but it adds that little bit of extra flair, that little bit of seasoning to the top. And then our final story of the top of the show. Again, this is a this is a pretty short uh, episode today. Uh, hopefully, Friday we'll get back to kind of a normal one since we'll be breaking down Dynamite and some others. We'll be talking more in depth about some stuff I'll talk about at the end as well. Um, but breaking down the card as of right now, uh, you have the Butcher and the Blade taking on Swerve in Our Glory, Keith Lee and swerve strickland in a tag team match you have christian cage and lucha soros appearing uh that is one that i am very very excited for i want to keep seeing how this storyline progresses uh, again i mentioned it last time i didn't see any hesitation uh from lucha soros and again maybe that's the point maybe that's just Luchasaurus not conveying that well. Maybe it's the mask keeping him from being able to convey that very well. Um, but I'm very interested to see, you know, especially when Jungle Boy comes back, you know, is it going to be a thing where Luchasaurus is like, I'm turning on you like immediately, or is there going to be that, oh man, this is my guy, this is my partner. And then he, he keeps going or they gang up on Christian Cage. We'll have to wait and see. I'm very interested to see that. You have Thunderstorm, the team of the AEW Women's World Champion, Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm, taking on Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir. Uh, should be a really good match there. I mean, Nyla is someone I think is very underrated in uh, AEW. I mean, ever since she first arrived in AEW and was part of that initial match for the AEW Women's Championship, I mean, I, I had never seen her before AEW, that first show that she was on but i was instantly impressed i consistently find myself uh laughing anytime i go on twitter and see nyla tweeted something because she's just hilarious um as well as again she's a good monster for the division she's believable she's smooth in the ring um i mean especially nowadays i mean she's only gotten better since the start of AEW. of course First time she was on TV and on a big platform like this. So it was green, but like she's gone to her own. And I think pairing her with someone like a Marina Shafir, who she has some, some years under her belt. But again, as far as the pro wrestling part, she's very green still. Um, 
I think the current presentation of Marina Shafir has legs. I think the issue is, is that a, a lot of the fans aren't, aren't really accepting it, which that's on us, I suppose. Um, but also I think there's better ways of maybe tweaking this certain presentation she has now, or giving her a new presentation overall that I think would benefit, benefit her greatly. But being with Nyla, I think that is going to be a, a really safe move for her. Interested to see if Nyla and Vicky are done as a vicious vixens or if Shafir is going to be brought into that. I'm very interested to see what is going to go on with that. One of two title matches for this Wednesday is the TNT champion Scorpio Sky defending his championship against Wardlow. 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 I'm so excited about this. It's in a street fight. I think this is going to be a banger match. You know Scorpio Sky, he's got the ability to elevate uh, powerhouses just because of his athleticism, as well as him being the heel in this situation. There's going to be an interesting thing of having kind of that reverse of the David and Goliath, where, sure, the, the, the little guy is kind of looked at an underdog to a degree in this match, but it's a guy that we don't like. It's a guy that we're booing and we want the big monster to win. Uh, so I, I'm very interested to see how they do this. I think if they're smart, they put the title on Wardlow now. Um, if they are smart, unless they have some other interesting plan, I mean, again, you have to realize Wardlow gave up his number one contendership for the AEW world title because he wanted the TNT championship. So if you have him lose here, A, it kind of throws that into question if it's so that they can go into a feud. Obviously, as long as Wardlow gets the title in the end, that's the most important part to me. But you run that risk of, and again, I said it last time, uh, I think the fans and a lot of us just want the Scorpio, Sammy, Cody, you know, kind of this recent era of the TNT title to be over. Um, and I think putting it on someone who wasn't involved in that, someone like a Wardlow that the fans like, that the fans are ready to see elevated a little bit more by having that TNT championship, I think is just the smartest way of doing it. You can cut off that storyline. You can say, okay, this was a little bit of some missteps. This was some not so great times with the TNT title. Let's start building it back up to where it was. Um, and I think Wardlow would be a great guy to do that. You can have him go on an undefeated streak run with that title. Um, you know, possibly have him be the one to break the title defense record. And of course, the main event is going to be exciting. The AEW interim world champion is defending his title against the House of Blacks Brody King. I think this is going to be a sleeper match of the year. Uh, I think this is something where people people know how good Mox is. People know how good Brody King is. But those two guys together with their styles, are they going to mesh? Are they going to have chemistry? Is it just going to be a big old brawl? I think, obviously, there will be aspects of that just because of the styles involved in this match. But I think these two are going to be able to have one hell of a match. I think they're going to go all out for it. They have the ability with each other to go really stiff, really brutal with one another. And I'm a big, I'm a big fan of stiff matches. Obviously I, I started, 
I came back into pro wrestling in 2016, finding New Japan and stuff like that. So I love some stiff wrestling. I love big meaty boys slapping meat. Uh, and I think this is going to be one banger of a interim world championship title defense for Moxley. All right. Our top story of the show is about Shotzi, Shotzi Blackheart, whatever you want to call her. Um, this past weekend at Money in the Bank, people were really grilling her uh, on social media about a couple botches she had in the women's Money in the Bank match. Um, and this led to Shotzi deleting her Twitter. Um, and so this is going to be a overall bigger story. Um, before I get into it, I'm going to, she actually just recently posted her response on Instagram a couple hours ago. Shotzi put, I appreciate everyone checking on me, but I swear I'm fine. I have been going through the toughest year of my personal life, so it's deeper than nasty comments, but also Twitter has not helped with my already fragile mind state. Just trying to stay motivated and positive. I am focused on my goals and not what's on the internet. So this is, this is where things are going to get a little off how we've kind of talked on the show so far. Because this is something I'm very, uh, I have a lot of opinions on and I have a lot of insight into as I've kind of went through kind of some cyber bullying stuff. I've, I've been on the internet most of my life. I know kind of what that's like. Um, so the biggest thing to me is, A, first off, again, it's not completely because of the, the trolling and everyone calling her out for the botch but it was a part of it. Um, and I think that's fair. Uh, something I'll get into in a second is we've seen this happen time and time again with some, some people that maybe you know about, maybe you don't. Um, but this is something that's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I mean, there's, there's fun in pointing out, oh, she botched this or botched, you know, things like Matthew with botchamania. There's fun in that because it's not, hateful it's just oh hey this happened you fucked up haha ha. maybe we'll laugh a little bit but then we move on like i except for specific things that mostly make the botch mania intro we forget 99 percent the botches after like a week the 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 thing i am so incredibly angry about is just how stupid it is because again, she didn't hurt anyone. Uh, if anything, she would have hurt herself. You know, everyone also then went on to compare the fact that Liv went and did the same spot that she was going for and nailed it perfectly. Again, nothing to do with that. It's simply ridiculous that that's something that people are A, angry about, and B, that it's something people are pointing out. It's absolutely ridiculous to me. But uh, again, you know, a lot of this, to, to some degree, is a very segmented part of the internet wrestling community and the general wrestling community at large. But when you have things like the Hannah Kimura situation, where she got so much backlash that she ended up killing herself, like, this is ridiculous. This is so uncalled for. This is unneeded. It's stupid. Honest to God, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. If, and if any of you that are watching were a part of that, Go. I, we don't need you on this show. You're, we don't need you in this community of wrestling. We don't need you in this community of combat sports. We don't need you. Go be a troll on uh, SC Jerk. Go somewhere else. We don't need you. Um, again, 
like, like I kind of mentioned at the start, this is not, again, the Hannah Kimura thing is the extreme version of that, but even just what Shotzi's doing. This is not the first time in recent history this has happened. Had Cody Rhodes, who got to the point where he was so frustrated with people on Twitter, he gave his Twitter to the AEW outreach team so he did not have to worry about it. And at least then he could have his followers do something positive of, I'm not going to completely get rid of all my followers and my Twitter. I'm going to give it to the outreach team so there's a built-in audience to help with the stuff that's important with the outreach team. You have the Young Bucks. Uh, for the most part, obviously, the the new kind of gimmick of the bio change thing. I don't know how much of that is them and how much of that is their management, but they deleted their personal Twitters. They have a management-ran Young Bucks Twitter because people are just so freaking ridiculous. Another one, Matt Hardy. In general, I mean, he's always gotten the, the, the shit end of the stick with the internet wrestling community. But especially the stuff with Jeff is so ridiculous. Jeff Hardy is a grown man. He is responsible for his own actions. Matt Hardy, he's been in similar situations himself. And he rightfully got shit on. But Matt fixed it. Matt got those situations figured out. Jeff has not. Jeff could have killed someone. And you're sitting there blaming Matt Hardy for it. It's Jeff's decision. Jeff Hardy has the money to fucking get an Uber. He has the money to pay a personal fucking driver. He had his license suspended already anyways. Had the, the built-in uh, breathalyzer thing into his car. It's Jeff Hardy's fault. Not Matt's, not Rebby's, which everyone, that was a whole other thing. Maybe again, maybe again, it's because I'm, I'm in the Midwest, kind of a similar upbringing area as Matt and Jeff, uh, maybe similar people around me that kind of as them. <laughs> when people fuck up in my family, I, I do similar things as what Rebby did with the, the Jeff thing of making that TikTok and, even then, the TikTok was not a big deal. It was Rebby basically saying, please, God, don't have something happen so that Matt doesn't have to, to be in this ladder match. And then it ended up being Jeff getting busted with a DUI again. And, you know, she's like, oh, thank God, you know, whatever. It's a fucking joke. Like, <laughs> some people, like, obviously... I think it's no, it's no secret. I am very liberal minded. Um, but I think that there is 100% a segment that just take everything way too seriously. Um, I've been on the internet practically my entire life. I have seen the worst. I have seen the best. I have seen a lot uh, on the internet and just how, little it takes to light that spark of a fire of outrage and people being canceled, which again, I mean, I think certain people do deserve to be canceled. I think certain people do deserve to lose their platform. But when it's something like making a tiny joke about your brother-in-law, or if it's something minuscule, what's the point? You know, freaking you have Adam Cole being bullied online because he's not he doesn't look like a pro wrestler 
It's 2022. We know what pro wrestling is. Oh, I can't suspend my disbelief because he's too skinny. Uh, Adam Cole's fat. <laughs> go watch something else then. Go, go watch the company with the bodybuilders. It's there. They exist. There's, it's tw- 2022. There's wrestling for everyone, for everything you want. You have WWE, three shows, three, three, technically four to five, technically with main event, whatever 205 Live is called now. Six, NXT UK. You have AEW. You have Impact. You have soon to be, hopefully again, Ring of Honor. You have New Japan. You have All Japan. You have NOAA. You have DDT. You have NWA. What? Just go where, find the wrestling you want. It, it exists somewhere. I, I assure you, it exists somewhere. Um, there was a recent stream, I want to say it was like last week, uh, a game stream that uh, Kenny, Kenny Omega was on. And he talked about how Rio has been less hesitant to come back to America because the American audience constantly making fun of her and being racist. I mean, I'm just going to call a spade a spade. Being racist on Twitter. Rio, the first AEW Women's Champion. In general, part of the Joshi Wrestling, which early AEW set AEW's women's division completely apart from everywhere else, uh, had the best wrestlers day one in that company. Still, to this day, the stuff they're doing in stardom and all uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro, phenomenal performers. And, and you're going to go on Twitter and just a blatantly be racist and like bully them we gotta do better guys seriously (laughs) it's 2022 i i know a lot of things in the world are crazy right now a lot of things are ass backwards especially here in america right now um but we gotta do better what does shotzi botching not hurting anyone by botching by the way what does that do to you what does that do to you so much to the point where you feel the need to sit there and write a hate comment? I mean, seriously, it's pretty pathetic. I mean, honest to God, it is. So with that said, uh, let me know your guys' uh, opinions down in the comments about this story and the entire show. Uh, what matches are you guys looking forward to on Dynamite uh, tonight? I am, again, I think that the uh, mocks and the... Uh, Brody King match is going to be underrated match of the year. With that said, uh, if you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to drop a like here on YouTube. Leave some comments down below uh, and let us know what you thought about this episode. If you are, uh, of course, listening to this episode, you can come over to youtube.com slash nerf TV to watch the video version. Vice versa, if you are here on YouTube and want and need to go on the go, uh, either you're going to the gym or you're commuting, Uh, You can listen to these podcasts on Spotify, on Apple Music, Amazon Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. So with that said, guys, I do want to thank you guys for entering the ring of the lockup with me. I appreciate you very much, and I'll see you on Friday's show.